we got a great show for you. It's not today, but it's coming up soon. No, actually, today's pretty good. we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We'll go over that Biden speech yesterday. I, I think you could start an impeachment proceeding based just on that speech. We'll get to, you know, my new hero, Elon Musk. I love this guy. We'll get to Joe Manchin. We'll get to... Uh, uh, we'll get to uh, the crazy mayors all around the country who now realize they've killed themselves with this woke nonsense. Lots to talk about. It's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Sean taking some time off. Normally, I'm on our big flagship station in New York, WOR. I didn't do my show there this morning because, uh, Linda, they, they force you to use all your vacation days at the end of the year. <laughs> Is that uh, right? Yeah, so I was on vacation from my own show, which is 10 a.m. to noon. So I figure I don't have to get up so early. I could sleep till noon. But at 10 o'clock when my show begins, I'm not there. Everybody I know starts calling me. Are you okay? Are you okay? What's all right? Wrong? What's going yeah, on? What? Is it Omicron? <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything is Omicron, just so you know. Yeah. Doesn't Omicron sound like a hotel in Atlantic City? <laughs> you know what Omicron is? What? It's uh, it's a misspelling for moronic. That's what it is. Oh, That's what well. Omicron is. Actually, it's the uh, variant that could end this pandemic. A lot of uh, uh, experts actually saying that's that's how pandemics end. It mutates, 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 and then all of a sudden starts mutating weaker. And Omicron apparently was part of the virus mutating with a cold, and it more like a common cold, which is why it spreads faster. But it's also weaker, and this could be the end of it. And uh, I don't. That know. would be a nice Christmas present. Well. Uh, yeah, except, you know, with this one thing about this uh, pandemic, you don't have to go to work. You can stay home. You don't have to commute. You don't have to sit in traffic. Uh, you, you know, there were some advantages to this. And uh, I've never been home for more than 15 minutes in my whole life. For me, <laughs> for me it was interesting. <laughs> You're like, is this what my kitchen looks like? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, I know I started cooking things. It was really uh it, See, most people were upset having to stay at home. For me, it was a whole new experience. So, uh this Joe Biden speech yesterday, apparently they wrote it out, and they wrote, I don't know if you want, you, you probably didn't have time to hear the whole thing. He, they wrote three versions of the speech. You know, he can't go more than four minutes without collapsing. So, you know, it's not like he's going to go on prime time and make a 40-minute speech. He's lucky if he can do three minutes off those index cards. So there were like three versions. If you watch the whole speech... He just did all three versions. He did version one, then he did version two and version. So it was just totally repeating everything three times. And if you don't think he's a brilliant man, uh, you got to listen to him when, when he tries to explain the supply chain crisis. It's fascinating because what is a supply chain crisis? It's about the simplest problem in the history of the world. You know, if you said invent alternative energy, that's a little complicated. If you said, uh, let's land a man on the moon, that could be complicated. But if you said these ships are going to come in, you take the crates off them, put them on a truck. That, it's not that complicated. You know, if this were, if Donald Trump were in office, day two of the supply chain crisis, he would have been in California on the dock with all the union heads, port heads, trucking heads, screaming at everybody till they worked it out and settled it. And if all else failed, he would have brought in the military. They have two enormous divisions. That's all they do is logistics and supply chains. They could have unloaded everything in three days and delivered it. So, uh, but he can't figure out. Uh, do we have to now take a listen? Here's Biden trying to explain the supply chain crisis, how complicated it is. Earlier this fall, we heard a lot of dire warnings about supply chain problems leading to a crisis around the holidays. So we acted. 
a lot of recommendations of the people that you see on the screen here. I wish we were all able to do this in person. We brought together business and labor leaders to solve problems. And much, uh, you know, the much predicted uh, crisis didn't occur. Packages are moving. Gifts are being delivered. Shelves are not empty. That's a pretty good approach, actually, to it. Just deny it. Just deny it ever happened. <laughs> Just deny it. What was that old uh, Lenny Bruce routine? If your wife catches deny it. Even if she's got pictures. Just deny it. Keep denying it. So there is a supply chain crisis. Now, this is uh, uh, not affecting him because he never leaves. He never goes anywhere. And if he does, the only thing he orders is ice cream. I mean, outside of that, uh, he doesn't see it. But you've seen it. Uh, you, you, you just go on Amazon. Remember, everything's delivered the next day. Now it's like two weeks, three weeks. There's a massive crisis. And uh, if you were Pete Buttigieg, you're the guy in charge of this. You're the Secretary of Transportation. And all these years you say, well, what, is, what does the Secretary of Transportation do? This is what he does. Fix supply chains if they break. And he, can you imagine being the Secretary of Transportation during the supply chain crisis and you never once went to these ports? You never bothered to go anywhere? You're sitting in your office like Fauci trying to get on TV, trying to book TV shows, trying to pose for Instagram pictures and, you know, ride your bike for a video, uh, that, that kind of stuff. So absolutely ridiculous. This is a, um, I mean, it's frightening, but it, it kind of worked out for all of us. You know, Donald Trump was the most exciting four years if you were in the media business to cover him there was nothing more exciting nothing gave you more stuff to talk about more ratings than donald trump it was phenomenal so when he left you think oh what are we going to do now what do we and then this guy comes along the worst president ever you know who loves this guy who is so grateful to this guy is jimmy carter if one day jimmy carter passes away now the obituary will not say worst president ever Joe Biden has wiped out that worst president ever. He's un you know, the difference is Carter, uh, the first year or two weren't bad. It was like year three, it all fell apart. And the other thing with Carter, he had a lot of prestigious names in that cabinet. Some of the biggest names and great statesmen were in the cabinet. Give Biden credit. He's not only the worst president in history, he has put together the weakest cabinet ever. A bunch of incompetent, bumbling idiots with no resume. Buttigieg is a good example. Look at that uh, energy secretary, Granholm. You ask her a question, she's giggling. She doesn't know what to say. Look at that Tony Blinken. That's like a really, really Bush League version of John Kerry. And even Kerry wasn't anything. And just to just to make it complete, he puts Kerry on the team. Uh, Kamala Harris, giggling, moron, worst vice president. Ever. I mean, they will study this administration in business schools for years to come about putting together the worst team of mediocrities ever and trying to get anything done. So uh, you still have a pandemic. you got Omicron everywhere. Now listen to Joe Biden. Uh, what, if you, what, what if you had a vaccine mandate on the truckers? Take a listen to this. Industry okay. positioning the Supreme Court to repeal your vaccine mandate. They think that it's going to harm the supply chain recovery. What do you say? I say no. Yeah, it's a great approach. It's an excellent approach to problems. Just deny it. Would if you have a vaccine mandate, wouldn't that get when you lose some trucks? No, no. <laughs> Just sound convincing. Uh, take that bill back better. Listen, I mean, it's five trillion dollars. I think if it's five trillion, that it would cost five trillion. But listen to this. Listen to Biden. And the biggest weapon, <clears throat> excuse me, in our arsenal, it's my Build Back Better Act, which will reduce what families have to pay for prescription drugs. For health care, for child care, 
and so much more. The bill is paid fully, fully paid for. It won't increase the deficit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's a little, uh, he's a bit of a psycho there. Uh, Five trillion dollars. Well, where are we going to get five trillion? It doesn't cost anything. And he believes all this. That's the great thing about it. Linda, don't you admire that? Uh, that uh, delusional whole thing? Uh, it's fascinating. I think that this administration has given me more to think about in the past year than I have ever thought about any administration in my entire life. And I've been doing this business. I've been in this business a long time. But yeah. when I, I have to say, the moment of all moments, the pinnacle of Biden's first year in office was what he said at the start of the speech yesterday. Do you know what he said? No. I'm going to shoot you straight from the shoulder. That's how I do it. I'm what? like, what? You're going to shoot what? it straight from the shoulder? I'm like, was the hip not in the cue cards, buddy? Yeah. I literally almost fell out of my chair. I said, you got to be kidding me. Shoot you straight from the shoulder. What a moron. He is the most embarrassing president we have ever had in our history. I mean, Xi and Putin, they must be having a field day every single day. It's, it's well, unbelievable. You know, we can laugh about this, but that's the real problem. Uh, Putin wants to take Crimea uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, God knows what she wants to pull off, and they're all going to do it. Now, I, I don't know. They may wait till after the midterms, or who knows? They may not wait. Uh, Putin... Uh, Every second, there's more and more troops he keeps putting on the board of the Ukraine. Oh, I think it's New Year. I think January, we're going to see all kinds of drama. New Year? Oh, my God, yeah. They're not oh. going to wait for the midterms. They don't care about our politics. Well, that could be, yeah. The reason they want, uh, it's very important to uh, Russia to take uh, Crimea because they desperately need a warm water port, a deep port for their Navy. Crucial. And there is one in Crimea. They want it for that port. That's the reason for this. So it's not just that, I mean, it's evil, but it's also very strategic evil. So uh, here's the other thing, though. Hey, Newt Gingrich will be with us a little later in the show. Obviously, Democrats get slaughtered in the midterms. They'll lose dozens and dozens and dozens of seats. But you can't just uh, go in there just depending on that. you got to put together like he did. You have to have a contract for America. you got to have a list of things. So we'll talk about later what the Republicans need to do to pull this off. Now, some people think that the Democrats are well aware of this. They're sinking in the polls. Biden just dropped. You might, you know how low Biden's polls were? They were incredibly low. And he already dropped another 21%. I mean, he's just setting records. And this is in the rigged public polls. He's down to like in 21%. He's just plunging. So some people think Biden might pivot. All of a sudden, Biden, you know, Bill Clinton did it. Bill Clinton was pretty far to the left, and he went pretty far to the right, and that saved him. But Clinton was a highly skilled politician. Clinton was a real salesman. Biden can't pull that off. And I don't know, I don't know if Biden can afford to look any more insincere than he, he always looks. You know, the problem is everything he ran on, he was going to change the tone, change the tone, and not be so divisive. As soon as he gets elected, everybody's a white supremacist. He's calling everybody names. Uh, if that's what you're running on, good, change the tone. But he changed all the policies, the Trump policies that were working, and working very well. So nobody wanted him to change the policies, change the tone. But again, he's the nastiest guy, calling everybody names. He appoints Jen Psaki. Uh, it's got to be the meanest, most vicious press secretary. I mean, I kind of like it in a way. There's something interesting about that. You know, every press secretary tries to sell you what they're saying, tries to convince you. Tries, she doesn't care. Here's the lie. Write it down. That's it. Get out of here. So, uh, Well, she had eight years with Obama. She practiced quite a bit. Yeah, she worked for Obama for a while, and she did train under Linda. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. What? Fake news. That's real fake news. I said, no, she's terrible compared to Linda. It's awful. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, but you're good at toughness, but you do it with a smile. With oh, charm, listen. With finesse. With... I will tell you exactly where you need to go while smiling at you. I'm very good at that. Yes. Uh, and Linda will explain it to you in great detail. But I like Jen Psaki. No detail, no explanation, no charm, no salesmanship. Here's the lie. Write it down. That's it. Get the hell out of here. And that's it. We've never seen a press secretary like this. The whole thing is unbelievable. You know, Pfizer has now come out. Uh, the FDA is going to approve this pill. If you get the virus and you take this pill, it can knock out the symptoms a lot faster. Uh, but you got to have FDA approval. Remember the vaccine? And that could have, you know, first of all, it takes five years to get a vaccine. Donald Trump gets it done in months months and uh it's interesting how he did it well maybe we'll get into that later but then he had to go to the uh, fda and just kick them and kick them and kick them to get it done and just force them to put now biden won't do that so this pill is ready let's see how long it's hung up with the fda hey we got lots to get to it's mark simone here for sean hannity uh sean will be back soon uh we'll take some calls 1-800-941-SEAN is the number lou dobbs coming up newt gingrich larry kudlow and a lot more. Follow me on Instagram. It's Mark Simone NYC at Instagram. And uh, oh, make sure you check out Hannity.com. Great stories there all the time. We'll take your calls next. Hey, uh, Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Remember when uh, if Donald Trump said one thing wrong, if one comma was out of place, it'd be front page news. It'd be analyzed and dissected for a month. Uh, Biden can say anything and it's never mentioned everybody looks the other way everything's fine uh the shoulder comment uh, no one knows what the hell take a listen to this good afternoon i uh i promised when i got elected i'd always give it to you straight from the shoulder what <laughs> what does that mean i've heard straight from the hip straight from i mean the heart. truly that is that is a thing of beauty like yeah. when you when you try to defend this man, you need to just play this on your phone and say, I just want you to hear what POTUS, the man that sits in our Oval Office, the highest seat in America. This is what he has to say when he starts a speech about the nation's health safety. It's insanity. I got one more time. I got to hear that. one. Good afternoon. I, uh, I promised when I got elected, I'd always give it to you straight from the shoulder. This guy, can you imagine uh, if he wrote greeting cards? I love you with all my shoulder. I think his heart is what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broken shouldered over our... <laughs> 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 yeah. Straight from the hip, I've heard that. With all my heart, I, with all my shoulder, I love you. <laughs> so I will tell you, we had a caller yesterday, and I said this on the show yesterday, who called in, had some experience in boxing. He says there's an, there's an expression in boxing that says... Straight from the shoulder. And I said to him, with all due respect, sir, and I mean you no disrespect, truly. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't know anything about boxing. And now, wait a minute. He took on corn pop when no one Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. That was during the hairy legs. You know, she never heard from that corn pop again. He took on bad, bad Leroy Brown, everybody. He was, uh, anyway, it's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. We'll take some calls in a minute. 1 800 941 Sean is the number. Hey, it's Mark Simone here for Sean. He'll be back, uh, well, actually right after the new year, but we've got a lot of great shows and until then. Of course, you can check out Hannity.com. A lot of great stuff up there every day. Let's take some calls. It's 1-800-941-SEAN is the number. Let's go to Bill who's calling from Texas. Bill, how you doing? Hey, Mark. 
Yes. Good to talk to you. You do a good job filling in for Sean, and I love hearing you and Linda go back and forth. That's always fun. Oh, we like Linda. We like going back and forth. Yes, right from the <laughs> yeah, shoulder. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you were talking about how Linda shoots straight from the Adam's apple. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it reminded me, my dad had two lines about diplomacy. One of them really applies to Linda, and that is some people, a diplomat is someone who can tell you where to go and make you look forward to the trip. Well, that's good. I like that one. What's the other that, one? That's Linda. And the other one is the way you approach Linda. The, the diplomat is the one who says, good dog, while they look for a big stick. Well, uh, I don't know. That one doesn't apply, not so much. Uh, hey, you live in Texas, right? No no state income tax, right? No, absolutely true. Absolutely true, and we're grateful. You don't even fill out a state income tax form. There is no such thing, right? <laughs> no, sir. I don't even know what that would look like. You can't imagine it in New York. Even if you do your federal tax form, and then they get to that state tax form. That's where you owe all kinds of things. Well, uh, but you you find there's more and more people moving there. That your every town is getting a little more crowded, more traffic. Every town, yeah. I, I'm up in the Panhandle. You know where uh, there's a lot of distance between a lot of things. But yeah. uh, boy, we're we're getting people from all over the country coming in here. Uh, it, it's pretty right. amazing. All right, good call. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking in with us, Bill. You know, you talked to people in Austin years ago. They said, Austin is so beautiful. What a beautiful place. It's what a great town. What a great well, it, it is a great place, but now everybody's moving there and now the same people are sitting in rush hour gridlock going <laughs> so and it's not gonna stop. Everybody from California is running there. Let's go to uh, it says line one, Texas transgender. What is that? Uh we don't have a name. Fred. Oh, Fred. Oh, it doesn't need you yes. forgot the name. Fred, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Yes. Fred? Why does it say transgender? Hello. Yes, Fred. Uh well I wanted to comment on the character of uh, the athlete that's swimming that's transgendering. Oh, so you're not transgender. No, sir. Oh. Well wait, hang <laughs> on, let's check. Let male, yeah, you look uh, no, you look like you're a regular old guy there. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'm only sixty three, you're not old. No, I don't mean old, Ain't I mean good. Have you ever thought of being a transgender? No. Well, don't be no, so quick to no, dismiss. You might enjoy respect. it. Whatever a person wants to be, fine. I, I have agree. no problem with you want to I be right. whatever you want to be. But yes. I, I brought in the part of character. I mean, they know they're cheating. He's a male's body, and he's got a female's mind. And the, I heard about the young ladies that were swimming with him. We're afraid to complain because they might have problems getting a job or a career in the future. Well, what do you mean? If you're transgender? I would never hire them. If you're a transgender? You get a job in a second. Everybody will hire you. You know, if you show up and say, I'm a white male, you can't get anybody to look at you. <laughs> but he's a cheater. It's, he's a it's, liar. It's out of he's style. He's a cheater and a liar. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thanks for calling, uh, Fred. Let's go to uh, Sharon is calling from Florida. Sharon, how you doing? Sharon, you there? Nope, I think we lost Sharon. Uh, let's go to Mark in Michigan. Mark, how you doing? Oh, all right, how are you doing? Very good. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Let's not, let's not clear his phone sounds. Why can't I get a call that clear on a phone? <laughs> well, are you on a landline? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, that explains it. I don't it. have a cell phone. I'm old school. I don't have really? a cell phone. Uh, yeah, that explains got it. One. I'm glad of that, but I, I don't. I don't really want one. You know, every year they come out with a new phone. It can take pictures in the dark. It can do this. It yeah, can take your pulse. I, I, it can uh, take your blood pressure. It can do everything except make a call where it sounds clear. <laughs> You'd think that'd be the first go. thing they'd invent. But anyway, yeah. So. But I, I was just wondering. Uh, 
you know, for so long, uh, the, uh, so many, Joe Biden uh, and uh, all the other ones uh, saying that, no, the federal government uh, cannot mandate uh, these vaccines and that. And it, but it seems like to keep precedent more. And I would like your honest opinion of whether you think they're eventually going to mandate it for every American in the country, probably not for the illegals, but for every American that is a citizen. Are they going to mandate it for everybody? I, you know, I Well, I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't know that the courts would uphold that. You know, what you could really do if you really, you know, if it's important, you just renounce your citizenship, become illegal. Then you can do whatever the hell you want. You can go wherever you want. You don't have to show a card. You can uh, do anything you want. Uh, you know, the good news about Omicron which started in another part of the world and just shot right up. I mean, you look at the graph, it just goes straight up. But, and then it looks like it's starting to come straight down. So that's the possible good news about Omicron, that it spread so fast that within a couple of weeks, it can just get everybody and everything and then start to plunge. And the other good news is it's not uh, giving people a serious case. In almost every case, very, very, very mild cases. Let's go to, uh, as it says, Joe Lewis in Henderson, North Carolina. Joe, how you doing? Hey, Wild Man. What's yes. Up? What's going on? I hope you're having one heck of a good day because I daggone sure am. Well, I don't know what you're smoking, but I hope you brought enough for everybody. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just living on life, buddy, living on life. Uh, what are you doing? Um, you sound like you're driving all right, right all now. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm driving a truck. I'm a truck driver. Yeah, oh, good. It looks like a stone truck driver right next to us. Yeah. Yeah, hell, hell yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Y'all were just talking about old, um, Joe Biden and his corn pop. Yeah. I, it just this day and time with social media being what it is, why haven't we found corn pop? I want to hear corn pop's side of corn pop's a bad boy. You know, that's a very good question. Time. That's actually quite a brilliant question, Joe. Thanks for calling. That is a brilliant question. Uh, Linda, can you answer that? You know, every time uh, Donald Trump mentions anything, they check that, uh, check it. Why haven't they checked the records? Oh, you have the audio? Oh, but uh, here's the story. Take a listen to Joe Biden. I learned a lot. And I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area, and I was one of the guards, and there were not, it was a three meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the damp, uh, the darn cement over there. <laughs> and Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did, yeah, he, and back in those days, the show things have changed. One of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me? He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. 
and I walked up to my car. And they had, they, in those days, used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. And I looked at them, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again, but I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that, not for throwing you out. But I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor. My heart began to beat again. Now, if you were trying to have somebody committed and you went before the judge and you played that, I think you'd get the guy committed. I think, uh, I mean, if you called a 911 dispatcher and said that, they'd, they'd say, we have a mental case. We have a mental guy, a mentally ill guy. I mean, so uh, did anybody understand one word of that story? He does that a lot. He starts to tell 42 stories blended into one, all of which is not relevant to anything. And nobody, do anybody know what he was talking about? No one knows what he's talking about. And what's even more ridiculous is they expect us to believe. I mean, he, he really thinks this. And the people that reiterate the story, they, they think that anybody would take Joe Biden seriously, that he would be able to form a sentence. He can't form a sentence with yeah. cue cards and nothing happening. This guy's got a straight razor to your neck and you're having a conversation. Okay, sure. I- I guarantee you none of that story is true. None of, of it. All, if you're the toughest guy in Delaware, you're not calling yourself Corn Pop. I'm Corn not- Pop is a cereal. It's yeah. a cereal. That's all it is. Do you know what he was talking about with that Esther Williams? Do you know what that means? No. Esther Williams was a movie star in the 40s who starred in these movies where she would swim. Okay. She was a famous swimmer, and she would swim in all the movies. So, <laughs> I know nothing about this. Yeah, so I guess... Uh, she, she was like a world champion. I think she was an Olympic swimmer, then became a movie star. So I don't know why that's such an insult. But everything he says, and Joe, you brought up a good point. Where's the media? Go find out if there ever was a corn pop. Go research this. Remember he used to tell that story about the train conductor, Angelo, how Angelo came over to him and hugged him and said, you are you just rode your millionth mile, and Angelo and him, uh, and they were so close, and Angela, and then they checked into the story. It turns out Angelo retired 25 years before the story. He'd been, <laughs> he'd been dead for 10 years, and he still and Angela, Angelo like left a letter. I hate Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never. His been nickname was Corn Pop. Okay, yeah, but somebody. Oh, they'll never do it. But some researcher go to wherever the heck this was in Delaware and find if there ever was a Corn Pop. I guarantee you there wasn't. Hey, and nobody knows where he grew up. You know, Delaware. But then half the time he's telling you he came from Scranton, the tough streets of Scranton. You ever been to Scranton? It's not so tough. It's a pretty nice place. They got a university. It's very. Then if you read his autobiography, he grew up in Garden City, Long Island, which is a very plush, nice suburb. His father owned the car dealership and for a time owned the airport there. So you could never get his story straight. It's the most confusing guy in the entire world. Hey, we'll take some more calls in uh, in a minute. one eight hundred nine four one. 941 is the number. Lou Dobbs will be with us. Lots to talk to him about. Uh, and hey, follow me on Instagram. I tell you to follow me on Twitter. But the more followers I get, the more they take away. So Instagram, it's Mark Simone NYC at Instagram. And don't forget, check out Hannity.com. Lots of great stories there every day. you won't hear anywhere else. This is the Sean Hannity Show.
Hey, Sean Hannity here for the Knox Company. When the weather gets colder, instances of dangerous carbon monoxide poisoning increase in homes just like yours and mine. A Knox Safety Carbon Monoxide Alarm provides both an audible and a visual warning, protecting those you care most about when the silent killer is present. This holiday season, give the gift of safety, and that's a Knox CO Alarm. It lasts 10 years, never needs new batteries. Find Knox CO Alarms at Walmart stores. Learn more at Knox.com. There are currently two million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. sound like scrooge but uh hey, linda it's enough with the christmas music don't you think do you think i should play the grinch is that what you want to hear no i mean it's like uh, we need new christmas traditions i love this song first of all what does that mean it's beginning to look a lot like christmas I'm it means that people put decorations up what do you think it means i don't know there's no snow anywhere uh you know well you know, i mean you know christmas it's never a white christmas well i think what? it will be christmas soon enough I mean, yeah. I think there will be snow soon enough, honestly. No, not in three days when it's Christmas. I mean, how do days. you know? Because it's not, I checked the forecast. It's going to be in the 40s. Oh, so you believe the weather guy, the guy who gets paid whether he's right or wrong on any given opportunity? Yes. I don't believe uh, anything those people say. And here's another thing. This climate change, this global warming. You know, it's winter here in New York City. It's like 45 degrees. This is pretty good if this is global warming. It's I like it this way. It used to be 25 in the winter. Now it's 45 you know how many people I know that that's spending a fortune to go to Florida right now for the next week or two? Why? Because it's 30, 40 degrees warmer. That's why they're paying all this money. So if you hear it's going to get one degree warmer here in the next 100 years, they panic. They go crazy. They, they're frightened. It's a, first of all, it's not going to get one degree warmer in 100 years. I guarantee in 10 years, they'll invent something that fixes the problem. And you're not going to go 100 years without somebody solving the whole problem. And who's going to fix it? Somebody like that Elon Musk. He's going to be the one to come come up with the answer. Stop picking on him. Uh, we got time for one more call. Let's go to Marty in North Carolina. Mort, Marty, how you doing? Hey, Mark. How you doing today? Good. Good. Hey, look, um, I've got a good idea that I think you and Sean ought to run with. What? Um, in my life, I've found that the greatest toy is somebody's words that I can use against them. Yeah. So what I have come up with is why don't we have the GOP say, okay, i tell you what, we're going to go ahead and embrace these vaccine passports. We're going to make them official. It's going to be having your your picture on it and your information and all your stuff on it. You have to show it everywhere you go, including to go vote, which all means right. one of two things is going to happen. We're either going to get voter ID or the libs are going to get ticked off and say, well, this is evasion of privacy. We don't want vaccine passports. So it's yeah. a win for us. Yeah. All right, Marty. It's a good point. Excellent point. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it is kind of crazy. Like here in New York, you got to show your vaccine card to enter a restaurant. You don't need any ID to vote, but in a restaurant, you got to show the vaccine card. Then you got to show them some ID to show it's really your name on the card. And you go into the restaurant. Everybody's been checked except the 45 people that work in the restaurant. How come they don't have to show us their cards? 
you know, it's very tough to get employees right now in a restaurant. How carefully do you think they're really checking those cards in the kitchen? I know we've had like 15 major restaurants in New York that have had massive outbreaks among the staff and, and had to close. So, uh, but the good news is the Omicron variant much weaker. Let's hope it stays that way and hope the next variant is even weaker still. And that could be that, that that's how these pandemics end. They just mutate weaker and weaker till they go away. Hey, uh, we, we've got a lot coming up in the next hour. Lou Dobbs will be with us. Uh, lots to talk to him about. Newt Gingrich, he's the perfect guy to talk to about how to take back the House and Senate in 2022. We'll get to all of that and a lot more coming up. It's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Don't forget, go to Hannity.com. Lots of great stories are there. <laughs> 